are glad that you are here. I'm glad that I'm here today in the presence of the Lord. Can you say amen? Amen. I want you to just, you know what, just today, just greet two or three people today. We'd like you to greet, greet someone today before we go to the, the, the word of the Lord. Come on, step out your seat, say hello to someone. Amen. Encourage them, bless them. Say, tell them you are blessed coming in and you're going to be blessed on the way out also. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. We're going to get straight to the, to the Word of God. Hallelujah. Why don't you just turn with me to the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 13. Matthew 13, verses 31 to 35. And we're going to continue um, the series, Kingdom Living. Today's message is titled, The Growth Principle. Amen. Matthew 13, verse 31 to 35. And if you just stand with me just for the reading of the scripture today, this morning. Those of you, it's good to hear some paper rustling today. That means some people have bought their holy Bibles. Uh, others of us are using our unholy tablets, um, unholy iPhones or whatever, but praise the Lord. It's always good to have a holy Bible though, amen? Matthew 13, and the word of God reads, verse 31. He told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed which a man took and planted in his field. Though it is the smallest of seeds, yet when it grows, it is the largest of garden plants and becomes a tree so that the birds come and perch in its branches. He told them still another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like yeast that a woman took and mixed into about 60 pounds of flour until it worked all through the dough. Jesus spoke all these things to the crowds in parable. He did not say anything to them without using a parable. So was fulfilled what was spoken through the prophet. 
I will open my mouth in parables. I will utter things hidden since the creation of the world. Let's pray. Father, in the matchless, wonderful name of Jesus, we thank you and bless you for your word, for your grace today. We pray by the Spirit of the living God, Lord, that you would uh, uh, you grant me, Lord, uh, the, the grace to, to utter and to speak the things that you have spoken, Lord, into my life, through my life. And we thank you for that grace and anointing upon each and every one of us here to hear. Let us hear and let the, let, let the, the good word, divine word, rest and fall upon the good soil of our hearts and take root to your honor and to your glory, we pray in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. Praise the Lord. Uh, turn to your two people and tell them, uh, you know it's about growth. Amen. You may go ahead and be seated. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. So we're back on, uh, I believe we're going to be here for a while. We're on the series called Kingdom Living. And today's one's titled The Growth Principle. We understand already that uh, the definition of a kingdom is when, uh, when, when someone or a king, should I say, has a realm or a region in, w in which they, they dominate. Uh, that, that realm has boundaries, there's a sphere of influence or a rule of territory. Now the Bible tell, tells us here that when Jesus says that the kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of God is, is like a seed. So according to scripture, the kingdom is like a seed and God expects his kingdom then to grow. And in growing, he expects the, the influence and its sphere, its sphere of influence and power to displace other kingdoms. To take up, to, to, to not just invade, but take over other realms. And to take up territory, to win territory. Somebody say, I've got to take my territory. So much so that it becomes, so much so the kingdom as far as God is concerned, is supposed to grow so much so that as it grows, it begins to facilitate and become a place of rest and respite for other nations and for other people, not just for us, but for those in our household and for those in the city. Amen. That's what the scripture says. Does it not say that? He says, though it is the smallest of seeds, yet when it grows, it is the largest of garden plants and becomes a tree so that the birds come and perch in it. So the kingdom, which starts as a seed, is supposed to grow, amen, and take territory. Its influence is supposed to expand and extend, and, and so much so that it just doesn't grow, grow, grow for the sake of growing, but it begins to offer a place of rest and respite and healing and breakthrough for other nations and for this world. Revelation chapter 11 verse 15 says, Behold, the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our God, which is the culmination of the will of God in that the kingdoms of this world, I mean, people know who, who has a lot of kingdoms in this world. Satan has a lot of kingdoms in this world of darkness, uh, and, 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 and just uh, sickness, disease, uh, and, you know, just deficit and hurt and, and pain and carnage and murder and, and such. But then Jesus says, the word of God says that the ultimate combination and what, and what, the, and what the church should be represented, there should be a progression where the kingdoms of this world, places where Satan is, 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 is ruling, should become or should be taken over by the kingdom of God. Amen. 
But it starts small. It may be, but it has infinite potential. The kingdom of God starts small, but it has infinite potential to bear influence upon not just your life and my life, but upon the existence of this world, our nation, our neighbors, and our city. And you may look around and say, well, it doesn't look like the kingdom of God is doing much, amen, but there are many ministries and many believers, amen, that already being used of God powerfully, and God has used you and I powerfully to displace demonic influence in this world. That's a good place to say amen. Amen. We may have, you may have started small, and some of them have started small, but there's, how many of you know the church is doing a good work already in this world? Amen. But there's more to happen, because we start somewhere, and there should be a pro, pro, progression. Uh, how do we know that the kingdom of God is, is, is real and is here? Well, Jesus said, you could use me as an example, Matthew 12, 28, 29. Amen. The, 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 the religious people and the world were saying, well, well, you're doing all this work and, and, and people, yes, people's lives and society are being changed over here and there. And, but you're using the devil to get rid of the devil. And Jesus, and Jesus said, listen, Satan will not fight against Satan because if a kingdom is divided against itself, if there's infighting, if there is conflict within that house, it will not be able to stand. It will not be able to thrive. It will not be able to advance or progress within itself. Namely, ourselves. I mean, no, if there's inner turmoil, conflict, where there's not congruence and synergy, even within, within our very own self. How many of you know we need to be unified in, in and of ourselves? A double-mindedness, the Bible tells it. If you haven't yet made up your mind who and what you are, what you're going to be, <clears throat> then you get nothing. You receive nothing. There's no progress or there's no advancement. Tell your neighbor, I hope your mind's made up. The Bible says be a one heart, one mind, and one spirit. Deuteronomy 6, 6.4 says that even God says, listen here, O Israel, listen people, the Lord your God is one. He is unified. He knows what he is about. But Jesus says, use me as an example. He says, if by the Spirit of God I drive out demons, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. Amen. He says, oh, again, how can anyone uh, enter a strong man's house and carry off his possessions unless he first ties up the strong man, then he can plunder in his house. So here he's saying, listen, I'm driving out demons, I'm raising the dead, and opening the eyes of the blind, I'm causing the lame to walk, I'm causing the mute to be able to speak again, and mobilizing people, people are waking up, and he says, it is not by, by the powers of darkness, it is because the kingdom of God has come. The kingdom of God is here. And then in Luke chapter 17, verses 21, uh, 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 you get, we have an, another uh, um, uh, altercation where, where the Pharisees, again, the religious people have come up to Jesus and said, Jesus, when is the kingdom coming? Where is the kingdom? And some are saying, show us the kingdom. How, how many people know? And then Jesus said to, said to them, the kingdom is coming. Somebody's telling them the kingdom is coming. This is what he said to them. He says, but not in the way you will be able to see with your eyes. It's not coming how you think it's going to come. It's not going to show up how you think it's going to show up. Because I know the Pharisees there and them, what they wanted was for the, was for the, the as soon as they, they, as soon as they, the kingdom come or they heard the kingdom, king, kingdom was here. It's like, like some believers today, as soon as we get saved, amen, we expect everything 
to be sorted out there and then right now. Sickness healed, amen. There's no more carnage. There's no more disease. There's no more, you know, uh, um, dysfunction in, in the world or our lives or in our homes. Everything is just blessed. And the truth is you're right. Everything is blessed, but it doesn't just manifest and show up in our lives or in this world as we, as we, as we would like. Can you say amen to that? Jesus said, listen, the kingdom is, 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 is here, but it's not in the way. You're not going to see it the, the, with your eyes. He says, people will, will, will not say, uh, people, people will not say, look, here it is. There it is, because the kingdom of God is within you. He said, people will not say, here it is. How many people know people, some people run to and fro. As soon as there's a move of God over here. Oh, God's moving over here. Let's go over here and, 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 and get a miracle. And they run over here. Oh, God is opening the eyes of, of the blind here. Oh, God is healing people here. And sometimes I used to wonder, why didn't Jesus just heal everybody? Or, or even why today ain't miracles happening to everybody straight away? Because miracles are just signs and wonders. Amen. To get our generations to get the church's attention, hey, that we need to believe God is not some type of magic show. They help reinforce the gospel message that the kingdom of God is here. Praise the Lord. We're going somewhere. Amen. It, it, was the, it, was, it is a Pharisee attitude, which is typical of many believers today, that, that when we get saved, we expect the world, we expect people, we expect our life to just uh, uh, change. It has changed just like that, but the outward expression of what's going on in this world to change and happen just like that there's a jesus refers to that that type of believing without any effort on the church's part believers as a perversity praise the lord twistedness remember when those disciples tried to to cast out the devil out of a boy and and, and they couldn't do it and and they and jesus said bring the boy here to me and then he looked at his believers and said, how long must I abide with you? And he calls them a perverse generation. How they're thinking, how they thought things will, think things will work, how they thought the kingdom works, or how they think God is going to move was all twisted and perverted. And then, and then he, he, he dislodged, he displaced Satan's, Satan's rule and Satan's power, uh, which was controlling that boy. And then the disciples came and said, how come we couldn't do that? And he says, this kind, this kind of entrenched, this kind of entrenched demonic stronghold and darkness that, is, that has pervaded this individual's life. Come on, somebody. This kind, how many people got some this kind? This kind comes not out but by prayer and fasting. So effectively, he's saying there is a, there is a disciplined life Amen. Which has to facilitate what God wants to do through your life. He said they wanted a move of God, but Jesus was telling them for a move of God has to take place in you and through you. Praise the Lord. So we can't just expect things to happen just because we have a badge that says born again. Just because we can't expect things to happen just because we are children of God. Because some people know, at least, at least we forget that even children have to grow up. Is my microphone working today? Amen. Even children have to mature. Even children have to wait until for, a greater, for a greater authority to be handed or released to them. Amen. For them then to go and exercise or execute what they need to execute. 
Amen. Pharisees said, like, like many people, many believers today, amen, they expect, we can expect certain things to just take place and to, and to happen. The Pharisees said, we, we, where is the kingdom? We want these Romans overthrown. We want to live the life that we want to live and do what we want to do. And Jesus says, it don't happen like that. This kingdom, amen, is a kingdom that is inside of you. It starts off as a seed. I don't even know a seed has great potential. I don't know about you, a seed, a seed doesn't just have the potential to be a tree. It has the potential to become a forest. Well, amen? And so they, these, these, these people, they expected their faith to, to, to deliver them. What is it that you have expected your faith to deliver to you just like that? Have you ever thought about that? I want us to bear that in mind today. What have you expected your faith to deliver to put on your, on your doormat, to put through your letterbox to you, for you, just like that. Now I want you to turn to your neighbor and say, but it don't work like that. <laughs> Amen. Jesus says it just doesn't work like that. It doesn't happen like that. Amen. It starts... Not on the outside, but it starts on the inside. It starts very small. And that potential that's inside of you, it has to be nurtured. It has to be supported. It has to be encouraged. It has to be developed. It has to be cultivated so that it grows. And eventually it will influence the outside world, people, generations, your household. Even the supernatural potential that you and I have has to be naturally developed. That's what I heard the Spirit say. The kingdom of heaven has systematic steps that lead to incremental increase and influence. Praise the Lord. Amen. We've got to grow. Luke chapter, Luke 2, verse 52 says this, and Jesus, and Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. Jesus went through a growth process. An incremental, step-by-step, -step, systematic process, amen, which caused him to grow in favor with God and man. His the more he grew, the more he was able to, 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 to use and exercise super, divinely supernatural power. The more he grew, the more he was able to exercise and navigate humanity and deal with people oh praise praise the lord luke chapter 1 verse 8 the bible says so they're talking about john the baptist now it says so the child grew somebody said grow and became strong in spirit and was in the desert till the day of his manifest manifestation to, to israel or until he appeared publicly so even john the baptist tells us that he grew he went through a process of preparation hallelujah and then when that preparation was fulfilled, when he reached a certain level, then there was a degree of manifestation or public demonstration. Praise the Lord. The Bible says he grew and he was strong in what? Strong in stature, that word, amen, it translates to spirit. Are you hearing me? Somebody says strong in spirit. Strong in spirit. If he, someone could be strong in, in, in stature, as the word uh, uh, translates to spirit, that means you could be weak in spirit. Amen. Strong in spirit. Spirit means pneuma. It means it's the invisible part of our makeup. 
Are you, are you hearing? It's the invisible part of our makeup. Spirit means breath. It means wind. Our body, your body is but a sail. And if there wasn't a breath or a wind or a pneuma, a spirit inside of it, the, the, the sail would just flap. You'll just lay down. That's when the body is dead. A body is counted dead when there is no breath, where there is no spirit inside of it. The Bible says that John the Baptist had a strong spirit. A strong spirit. A strong spirit. There was, there, there was a, a strong wind blowing inside of him. A strong breath. A strong, somebody says strong spirit. Strong spirit. If you can have a strong spirit, that means it's possible for people to have a weak spirit. But we've got to have a strong spirit so that when the world comes against you, amen, you don't allow the world to toss you to and fro. The kingdom of God inside of you gives you a strong spirit. God, how many know your spirit in this, in this context, I believe, means your life force? Your life force. The Bible says in him we live, we move, we breathe, we have our being. It is the force of your life, the force of who you are, your heart, your mind, your soul, that invisible part. You can see the physical, but you are really a spirit man. Even you sisters, you are a spirit man. And God says, I have not given you a spirit of timidity or weakness or a spirit of fear that just backs down and just cowers. He says, I have given you a spirit of power love and soundness of mind. I have given you a strong spirit. Strong spirit. Strong. You can stand. You can withstand. You can get back up and persevere. Not just persevere, but endure and press through and rise up again. Come on, some, you have, somebody say, I've got a strong spirit. Strong spirit. The Bible says in Proverbs 18 that the spirit of a man will sustain him through sickness, through trials and, and tri tribulation. But who can bear with a broken or a weak spirit? When you've got a weak spirit, man, you just, you can't make it. You ain't going to last. As soon as you get hit and you, and you fall down, you stay down. But thank God he has not given us a weak spirit. Thank God, amen, as, as, children of, as children in the kingdom of God, you have a strong spirit. I'm, I'm going to keep saying it. You have a strong spirit. But you can make it stronger. Hallelujah. The Bible says in, in, in Proverbs 25, 28, it says, it says when, when, when you have no rule over your spirit or your spirit is weak, that, that, that you're like a city with no walls. That means the enemy could just come in and go out. Come in this area of your life, mess you up, slap you around, rob you, kick you down, step back out. And then you go along in life and then but he said that those walls are still broken down. That spirit, that spirit in that person is still weak and he just comes in there. Abuse you, use you, come in, go on out. Come on, somebody. Are you hearing me? But thank God we have a strong spirit. But there was this season in, in John the Baptist's life and Jesus' life where nobody knew about them. And all of a sudden, people heard about them. Are you, are you hearing me? Their spirit in that, in, 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 that, in that time where they were not known, that time of obscurity. That's when the seed, the kingdom of God inside of them was being nurtured. Are you hearing me? Was being supported, was being encouraged, was being cultivated. Are you hearing me? 
Jesus said, this kingdom of God, this potential to be all what you need to become and accomplish and do what you need to do, it will start off as a seed. It doesn't just happen. In fact, the Bible says that anything that just happens quickly, you know, you know our generation, we know how we got raised. We like to get things quick. Amen? Studying is long. Praise the Lord. Let me just go and get a job. Amen. Amen. Er- earning money and that little nine to five is long. Let me just go and rob a bank. Oh, it's only me. <laughs> Praise, Praise the Lord. Let me just, let me just go road and sell drugs and let me do this and cheat this. And uh, I mean, no, but I've learned the Bible, the Bible tells the truth, you know. The Bible says that an inheritance gained quickly in the beginning is not blessed in the end. Amen. As, as quick as you might get something and think you're enjoying it, the Bible says it's cursed. You, you, you get your money through stealing, wheeling and dealing, or whatever, or who you get him or her through. Anyway, let me not go there. It won't be blessed. It won't, it won't be blessed. And you can hide from this person or that person. Come on, someone. All right? You can get your accomplishment and your achievements through for little shenanigans and whatever. But it's not blessed. It's not blessed. What I mean by it's not, it's, it's not, it's not blessed, anyway, you'll find that. It, do, it will do you no good. Sooner or later, that, 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 that rug is going to be pulled from underneath you. Oh, praise the Lord. Amen. The kingdom. I believe that, that, that the kingdom, I believe the word of God when he says that, that the kingdom, uh, the kingdoms of this world have become, will be overtaken by the kingdom of God. I believe that the, king, the kingdom of God as demonstrated by Jesus Christ, that kingdom of God represents healing for everybody. It represents breakthrough, it represents miracles, it represents functionality, it represents prosperity for everybody. It represents changing the nation and calling a nation and a city to be blessed. It represents salvation for nations. I believe the the kingdom of God can change the landscape of our society, of our young and old people. I believe the kingdom of God can change a household and a family. I believe the kingdom of God. I believe that God's kingdom, when when God's kingdom is allowed to rule and to reign, that, that all these blessings will take place and it will happen. I believe in the kingdom of God. The only problem I have is I just don't believe in the church. Because it's us, the church, who the kingdom of God has to be expressed through. Are you hearing me? It will be expressed through us. So the church, you, me, individually, corporately, has to grow. We could hang around and run to this anointing service. And this revival, you know, you know, I ain't been living that long, but I've seen a few revivals lasting for years. And you get people running to them, running to them in this country and that country. But as much as they're going to revive, when they still get back home, you cannot get a shortcut to growth. You, 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 you get me? You can go to as many church services as you want. It doesn't matter how anointed that service is, how anointed the praise and worship is, how anointed the speaker is. You can cry tears, boo-hoo, wipe your nose, whatever got going on. At the end of the day, you can have a powerful service, powerful word. But if you don't grow, cultivate internally the, what God has placed inside of you, sooner or later, you're going to find yourself straight right back at square one. Amen. I think it's Isaiah t- t- uh, t- 
28, verse 10, it says, the Bible talks about how, how the people, they're, 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 they are, they're, they're kind of, what they're doing, they're mocking the prophet. Mocking the man of God saying, line upon line, precept upon precept. You keep telling us about these incremental steps. Listen, we are way past that, man. That's, that's how you teach children. That's basically what they were saying. That's how you teach children. But God came back to them and said, through the prophet, yeah, he said, yes, I'm going to keep teaching you line upon line, precept upon precept. How God works is buying bricks, systematic teachings and principles he sows and places within our life and our heart and he says that's the way you grow in the kingdom you don't just jump steps you can't skip over this god's too big to climb over he's too deep to go under and he's far too wide to get around him you've got to go through with god he says as long as my people isaiah 28 as long as you keep trying to skip and shortcut and don't realize that you just got to slow down and take the long but the short road you will keep going back square one keep going back square one you may go to a different city and a different country you may even be with a different person but let me tell you something sooner or later you'll find out you're still at square one they used to say there's no <laughs> there's, there's, there's only one way one way Jesus said, I am the way. I am the truth. You know what it is? It's those narrow gates, that narrow road. We don't like to squeeze into it. <laughs> Amen. But listen, when, when, when you've lived like 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years and you, you're there in, in trying to do it your way, after a while you realize, you know what, there's only one way. That's that, that, that narrow way. They said that it's hard for a rich man. Amen. To enter the kingdom of heaven. You know, some, some, sometimes we're rich, with, we're rich with options. Are you hearing me? Well, I'm going to try this. And I'm going to try it this way. I, I, I'm, I'm rejecting them. Anytime you reject God's simple way, you're going to end up in error. He said, know the truth, experience the truth, live this truth, implement this truth, and the truth will do what? Set you free. The, the truth will liberate you into your purpose your identity and what you're supposed to accomplish jeez i'm stepping all over myself here i'm hurting right now hallelujah praise the lord somebody says it's long though <laughs> this growth this growth thing man is long these young people think that they got all the words i keep telling them listen we had all them words before you i keep telling my sons I go, what did you just say i said we had, we had that we was using that word before you was born. They bopping around my house like they're up to date. Amen. Amen. Tell the youth them. Praise the Lord. You know, when I read the scripture one day, I, it, it, I didn't really like it. But I have to accept it. Somebody say amen. It says, Acts chapter 14 verse 22 says this. It says, how the saints were, Paul and them were establishing and strengthening the souls and the hearts of the disciples. Yeah, that's good. Praise the Lord. Urging and warning and encouraging them to stand firm in the faith. Yeah, I like all that part. And telling them, this is the part I didn't like. Telling them, telling them that it is through many hardships and tribulations that we must enter the kingdom of God. Ooh. 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 Because they didn't put that bit on the outside of the tin. 
ooh, I fought that. But, but if we're going to see the manifestations, you know, the ones that we always hear about and we always talk about, then there has to be some hardships. We've got to, there has to be some growth. There has to be something of us that engages and partners with the will of God for our lives and for our generation. Oh, praise the Lord. Amen. And I, I, I believe that you're, not just you should be saved, I believe that sh your whole household shall be saved. Praise the Lord. I, 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 I truly believe that. It's what the word says. Amen. I believe that you have a grace, that we have a grace on our lives to influence not just our own personal life, but the lives of our loved ones. And the lives of the city and the communities that we live in as a church, as a people. Amen. But, but, but what happens a lot is that sometimes we, in the, in the body of Christ, you get, you get people, um, they want the, we want the name. We've got the badge, but we want the name. We want to be known as this and know, known as that. But even the people that we know about in the Bible, I mean, know they had to go through some stuff. The only reason we know about Noah is because he had to build the ark. The only, the only reason we know the name of David is because he what? Slew a giant. Went to some wars. Come on, somebody. Well, the only reason we know about Rahab is because what? She had to put it all on the line. Jesus says, she, she literally lived out the scripture, what Jesus said. Whoever wishes to save their life will lose their life. But whoever loses their lives will gain life. She put her life on the line. Oh, praise the Lord. In accordance with the will of God for her, for her life. I wish some sister would say amen right now. Amen. Truth is this, destiny, is that we cannot get away from the principle of growth. We can run from it, but you know they say, you can't hide. <laughs> Gonna find you, find you. Oh, jeez. That's some Studio One song just come to <laughs> coming from the country, something like that. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Lord of mercy, the devil's a liar. Mm, sanctify me, Jesus. <laughs> we can't get away from the principle of growth. Amen. Or, that, or from that process. It could run, oh, Lord have mercy. If only I just said, oh, Lord, I'm, I don't want to preach this right now. <laughs> if only, man. How many of you know sometimes God brings you to the end of yourself? <laughs> And some of us, there's enough self. Some of us, it takes 10, 20, 30 years. Yeah? Four or five prison sentences. Four or five marriages. Come on, some depressions, oppressions, eh, doctors and medication till we get to the end of ourself. <laughs> Come on, somebody said that's the truth. Because <laughs> some of us, some of us we're like those, those cowboys in the westerns. Uh, we don't die easy. We stagger about life. From one relationship, from one church. You got you like Stephen Seagal, you got 20 bullets inside of you. And God says, waiting you for die so he can bury your old self and resurrect your new self. But no, here we are. From this bar to this salon to this relate, and we're just staggering around life. Oh, come on, somebody, give God some praise. What do they, what do they, what do they call it? 
You like that? You remember that Steven Seagal movie with the one with the, with the, the rasters and the dreads? Hard to kill. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah that's, that's, what, that's, what, that's what we're like, son. We're just hard to kill. Amen? Praise the Lord. But then you get to the end of yourself. You decide. Let me say, let me say for those of you who, who are young, the sooner you get to the end of yourself, the sooner you put your hands up and just come out with your hands up, the better. Trust me. The sooner we, you know what? Your mouth's just, let me tell you something. End it now. <laughs> Spiritually speaking, take that old man and, and hang him. <laughs> end it. Listen, the best call. Jeez. I'm not, but you know what? I'm only saying it because I've told you, but God already told me some of you ain't going to listen. <laughs> so, I'm only, so obviously he's going to use it for some other season of your life. Remember when I told you this? Now's the time to do it. Put your hands up. Let God be God. The Bible says that God resists the proud, but it gives grace and more grace to the humble. That word resist, it means that God will actively fight your efforts. He'll get involved, because that's, that's how much God loves you. He'll fight you. Yeah, He won't let you make it doing it the devil's way. Oh, praise the Lord. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. Somebody loves me enough to beat me. <laughs> to put some licks on me. <laughs> He will not allow you or me to win doing it the devil's way. Humble yourself, he says, under the mighty hand of God. And he'll raise you up. I resist the proud. I resist that person that says that you're, 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 you're in defiance of me. Especially when I love you. Especially when I have the call of God upon your life. I ain't going to let you get away, amen, without coming under my grace and my power for your life. And I thank God for that. Praise the Lord. Now, I'm not going to stay here long. One of the principles of, of growth, amen, and one of the, probably one of the most important ones is the ability to hear. Mm. You know, to see, to perceive, to understand, or to get it. You know, to get it. Did you get it? Amen. Uh, to get it. When God speaks, when God says something, if you don't get it, if you don't perceive it, if you don't understand it, if you don't hear it, it fails me right now, but the Hebrew, the Hebrew has two, two words for, to, for hear. One is kind of like to just like, yeah, I heard you. And the other one is, is when you hear, you don't just hear it, but what you heard causes you to act upon it. It's like being, being in the house and the house is on fire and someone comes in there and, and says, the house is on fire. The house is on fire. You're, and you're on the, f the third floor and you just stayed there. You heard them, but you didn't hear. But somebody else heard, they heard what you heard, and they just grabbed their little belongings. Amen. The, 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 the iPhone, the, the un unholy iPhone, <laughs> the unho un unholy iPad, um, and left the Bible. But they ran out the house. <laughs> but they ran out the house. They heard. And they acted upon what they heard. Amen? This is, to me, to me, what I believe what God's shown us is that one of the key principles for kingdom growth, yeah, is the ability to hear. You know what we say in the world? Hard is. You ain't going to hear. Then you're going what? Feel. I'm tired of feeling, man. You know how much I've, I feel? Oh, my gosh. Ooh, I feel it now. Amen? Do you know that you're anointed to hear? 
you, you know, you know, you know, we, we, you know, us in the church, we like to speak a lot about the anointing and the power of God. Amen. You know, you know, the Bible talks more uh, about hearing than it does about being anointed to hear how you hear more so than how someone may preach or teach. Amen. We, we, we get, we, 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 we the, the, us as, as believers, can, we can run to places, run to ministries, run to churches, because that is an anointed man of God, woman of God. That is a great teacher there. We know the Bible is more concerned with whether or not we are great learners. I said it before. I'd rather have a grace on my life to be a great learner in front of a poor teacher. Are you, are you hearing me? Bible talks about be, be more in uh, Acts, in Acts, be more fair-minded fair like the Bereans who after they heard the message, they went away and they, they looked through the, 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 the scrolls, the Bible to see if what they heard was true. It's talking about peop how people hear. The Bible talks about do not believe every spirit, but what? Test the spirit. That's talking about how you hear. The Bible talks about uh, 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 he who has ears to hear, let them hear. Jesus said, take heed to how you hear, how you set yourself, how you listen, how you interpret, how, if you're going to get it. God says, listen, I can't pour a new wine, a new, a new word. I can't bring a new season, a new blessing into your life unless you have, the, the, unless you have adapted the capacity to receive it. Remember last week, we, we spoke about that. You, you're, you're, how you interpret, how we perceive things, myself included, man, something's got to change inside of here. If something new is taking place in my life, I need to hear how I need to receive it. I've heard you, God, but there has to be a corresponding action or reaction inside of me so I can receive it uh, and sometimes when something new has come to our lives and we're still behaving the old responding the old acting the old amen we will mess up the new because we have not yet heard somebody said i heard you <laughs> we've not yet heard change hallelujah sometimes we hear and we and because and we reject what we hear We reject what we hear. Matt John chapter 10, verses 24, the Bible tells us how, how Jesus again was, 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 uh, it was in town and the, the Jews and the, and, the, and the religious people, they all gathered around. And they said to him, how long will you keep us in suspense? Show us, tell us if you are the Messiah. And then he goes on to say, I have already shown you, but you would not believe. So he'd been living years in front of them, demonstrating, communicating, giving them infallible proof of the grace of God, that he is the Messiah, and that the kingdom of God is here right now. But they kept rejecting. They kept rejecting the word to their lives. When God speaks to you, speaks to me, are we really hearing? Are we really hearing? Have we really heard? Matthew 6, 16 to 20. Jesus asks, he goes 15, 20. Jesus asks his disciples, who do men say that I am? 
Some say, some say Elijah, some say John the Baptist, some say a prophet, some say a, a good man, a, a teacher. Then he says, but who do you say that I am? Then Simon Peter, he, he, he pipes up in verse 16, he says, you are the Christ, the Messiah. Mm. Then Jesus says, flesh and Simon Peter, flesh and blood has not revealed this. You didn't just hear this with natural ears. Come on, someone. You didn't just hear this naturally. He says, flesh and blood did not reveal this to you. You didn't tune in. You, you, you didn't hear this naturally. This didn't come via flesh and blood, but my Father in heaven. You got this via the, 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 the Holy Spirit, FM, AM, MW airwaves. Amen. You tuned in. You tapped in. Uh, like everybody else, but you happen to grasp and receive what God spoke into your life. See, that's key. A lot of us hear, but a lot of us don't receive. We're going somewhere with this. I said a lot of us hear, but a lot of us don't receive. Peter confessed what he heard. And Jesus says, he says, upon this rock now, see the rock is revelation. The rock is what has been revealed to you by God. You can stand on the word of God. If God speaks to your life about something, let me tell you something, you can stand on it. You can wage war upon it. It becomes a promise. Let me tell you, it don't make sense praying really without a rock to stand on. Praying without a promise to stand on kind of leaves you like out there. Come on, somebody. It kind of leaves you kind of like doubtful and, and wavering. That's, like, that's why, why I like, when I got to pray, give me something to wage war with. Give me something that I can stand on. Give me a word from God for my spirit that I can lift up in the face of adversity and what this world and this lion devil says. Give me, give me the truth of God's word. Give me a principle from God where we can fight with. Jesus said, when you hear from God, when you hear from God, receive it. And he says, listen, and that word, that revelation, what God speaks to your life concerning you, your destiny, your household, your future. Come on, this city, it becomes something that he can build or grow and mature. It becomes something that then that you and I should take and nurture it, water it, encourage it, line upon line, precept upon precept. You see, what these... What these Pharisees and religious folk were doing, every time they said, show us you're the Messiah. Show us the Messiah. How many of you know we can find a thousand reasons to doubt? But you only need one reason to believe. So every time they would receive a word from God, they ignore that. Well, they, they were doubt hunters. They looked for reasons to disbelieve because that was the agenda of their heart. They were doubt hunters. They were looking for reasons. You know, you ever had actually sat down to speak with somebody and ministered to them and they've come up with this question and you felt God's grace and you've actually answered and gave them infallible anointed proof. You spoke the word of God to their lives and then they go, yeah, but. That's a doubt hunter. Them is predators. They will find a million and one doubts. That's a doubt hunter. When, once you get that two or three times, God bless you, I'm out of here. Amen? You'd be wasting your time. 
But what you and I got to do, we got, we got that one, listen, the devil will give you a million reasons to doubt God. But you and I only need one to believe him. You keep that. Jesus says, that is what I'm going to build with. That's what I'm going to start with. Are you hearing me? Hallelujah. So they kept rejecting it. God will speak to you. How many know people God speaks to you? And when God speaks to you, you've got to accept it. Receive it. Well, like when, when, when God spoke to Paul, Paul says, as soon as I heard from God, I did not consult with flesh and blood. In other words, he didn't, he didn't start double-checking it with his bank account. Didn't start double-checking it with how he looked at or his education. I mean, he, didn't, he, just, he stayed locked into what God spoke to his life. Is God talking to somebody because something's happening right now? He stayed locked in. I'm not going to, you know what, I'm not going to put this out there for it to be doubted. That's God speaking to me. That's God speaking to my life. That's God speaking to this area of my soul. Then he kept it. Kept it and he began, he says, I did not consult with flesh and blood. He moved with it. Bible says as soon as he heard that, he went. It says he moved. He moved on the revelation that he had. He allowed God to build with it. To start something in his life. How many know God will speak to you? How many know that most of the time we don't hear? <laughs> you can't tell me we do we, we you can't tell me that we do this much church for how many years and we're still at this place we're at. <laughs> Somebody say ow. <laughs> Amen. That's all right. I don't know about you, but I've come to the end of myself. <laughs> I'm even ready to hear. I mean, really hear. Really hear. Well, I ain't heard God. Listen, if God don't speak to somebody, it means they do not want to be spoken to. If God doesn't speak to a certain level of your life, it means, it means that you are not yet ready. You are not yet open to God speaking to the area of your life. God can speak to you, no matter, can speak to every area of your life. The psalmist said in Psalms 139, verses 8 and 9, it says, it says, where can I go from your presence? He said, if I fly on, 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 on the wings of the morning, you know, you know how to fly, because some of us are like that. We like to get high. I don't mean that kind of high. I mean like we're up there. You've got stuff going on in your life. You need God to speak to you. You come into God's presence, amen, but you're up there. You're higher than God. Yeah, I, some people ask you how you are. The Holy Spirit asks you how you're doing. How are you? It's time to pray. It's time to worship. But you, 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 you praise and you, and you pray and you worship like you don't need God because you're up there. You're on the wings of the morning. And if people ask you how are you, oh, I'm fine. Everything's oh, oh, okay. And you know everything is okay. You know you need to hear from God. You know you need a move of God in, on your life. You know that God needs to do something inside of you. But, but, but you're there. I'm okay. Amen. You, you need some, I mean, sometimes we need to be like that woman with the alabaster jar. We need to learn how to break ourselves. We need to know how to break ourselves before God and allow God to speak to your life. Allow God, listen, you, can, you keep going. You've got all that hurt. You've got all that pain. You've been cut. And that's why you've been bleeding over everybody in your life and your relationships. But there comes a time when you've got to stop isolating yourself and I'm okay, I'm okay. And learn how to break down before God. Psalm, Psalm 51, verse 17, it says, listen, a, a, a broken spirit and a contrite heart, God will not despise. God will not pass you by if you break yourself before him. 
He's not going to overlook it and not speak into your life. He's not, listen, that, that's when you get God's attention. And, and, and then some verse man, some verse man, he got by the psalmist says this, he said, listen, if I make my bed in hell, in shale, you know, it amazes me how I sometimes, and other people could be in hell, going through hell. Got pure hell, got hell living inside. Your types of demons and devils activated, living, influencing, pulling you and dragging you here in your head and your heart. Come on, somebody. Come into church. Go, how are you? Which one are you talking to? Because we are many sometimes. Seriously. Them hitchhikers, them squatters. Speaking to you, pulling to you, you something says this and this, and then you got this here. You're flipping, you're flapping, don't know who you are sometimes. Sometimes we don't know who you are. Which one? We... Sometimes you got to check with some people's attitude before you're going to deal with them, yeah? Yeah, switcher. There are many. Do people have to do that with you? Are you hearing me? Psalmist says, if I make my bed in hell, you are there. God is omnipresent. He's everywhere. He's in every area of your life where you need to hear him. Are, are you hearing that? He's omnipresent. He's everywhere. He's in every thought, every pain, every joy, every high, every low. He will not leave you nor forsake you. That's a double barrel saying, you know, not leave you. Why does he have to add nor forsake you? Isn't not leaving you the same thing? No, to God is not the same because some people will say, I'll not leave you, but they can't be with you in everything that you're going through. Yeah. When God says I will not forsake you, that means I'm, I will not leave you and I'm with you in everything where you're at, what you feel, I feel, what you're going through. I'm there right now and I can speak a word from heaven, a spirit word. Are you hearing me? 1 Corinthians 2.9 says, No eye has seen, no ear has heard, no entered into the heart of man what God has in store for them who loves him. But these things are revealed to him, to us, by his spirit. When God speaks a word to you by the spirit, somebody say the spirit. The Bible tells us that the spirit realm, come on somebody, is the, the most powerful place to get a word. Oh, praise the Lord. If you want to hear from somebody, I want to hear from God. You're going through hell. Some people come. I, I don't get it, man. I ain't dragging myself to church. Yeah? The Bible says deep calls to what? See, that there lies the problem. Most church people ain't deep. Shallow. Our toenail barely gets wet in the spiritual waters that, 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 that have the potential to bring God to our house, to our lives. Deep calls to deep. The Bible says, and what that basically means, amen, to the degree that you, you break yourself and you want to hear God, God will not fail you. You, you understand? The Bible says through what? Through many trials and sufferings. It's, it's kind of hard to open yourself up. Kind of hard to break. It's kind of hard to open your heart and tell the truth. Because we spend so much time in our lives locking up doors protecting ourselves, isolating ourselves, lying to ourselves and telling them, it's all right, I'll get through it, I can do this. The devil is a liar and so are you. Because it ain't all right. <laughs> and you ain't going to get through it without God. Amen? That's what it takes. Why would God say, listen, deep calls to deep? 
unless he didn't want to get deep with you, unless he didn't want to get through those doors and those cupboards and look under your bed and then your cupboards. Come on, somebody. Where, you, where we've locked ourselves down. And you ever push stuff underneath the carpet? Some of us, man, we put some stuff underneath the rug. You can't even get in your house. As soon as you step in your house, your, your ceiling's right here. <laughs> that's, how, that's how long we've been, we've been pushing stuff underneath that rug. That rug's this high now. Glory to God. Hallelujah. People say, well, God, well, you know, we can get real Christian, you know. He sent, uh, 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 when God sends his word, it will accomplish the very thing for which it has been sent. And leave it at that. That ain't true. That word is only accomplished if it's believed and acted on. I hear him. He, he can send as much words as he wants. He can just back them away. Mm -mm. Boop, 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 boop. Playing that game back in the day. Boop, boop. Remember that game? And the ball comes, you just hit it, and it goes boop, and it starts to boop. And then two balls, boop, boop. I'm getting carried away, sorry. I'm, I'm a retro, I'm a retro game master. Wasted many an hour in the arcades. Those days, the arcades, you play games. You get, these days, you're going to arcades, you gamble. <laughs> anyway, praise the Lord. <laughs> Why did I get off track again? Where was I? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, help me out. Where was I? Arcades, retro. I see. I just want to see if you guys are listening. Amen. Praise the Lord. The word. We gotta. We gotta hear the word. We, and we just touched on deep calls to deep. Amen. And that. And God. When God speaks, His word. His word from the spirit realm is more, will, will dislodge and displace the, the kingdoms of this world. If God speaks healing to your life, God speaks blessing, he speaks prosperity, you've you got to harness it. But the word has to be believed. It has to be believed. You can't not believe it and expect it. Hebrews 4. You can't not believe it. When the Bible says that he's, when God sends his word, it will accomplish the very thing it will send. How many know God's word is a weapon of mass destruction? It is. Amen. Like I said, when God speaks by the spirit realm to you and you believe his word, it is a weapon of mass destruction. No, when you receive it, when you decide, you know what? I'm taking that. I'm running with that. That's me. And you say, and you're going to keep it, rehearse it, memorize it till it gets from your head to your heart. Are you, are you hearing me? And you're going to speak it. You, you, you always know what someone is, is what you're filled with when it, when it comes to navigating life and how, how, how um, spiritually you prepared you are to be manifested when, when the world comes at you. It's like a sponge. If you've got a sponge and you soak that sponge in, in some kind of liquid and lay it down there, when the force, when the outer extremity force comes on that sponge and squeezes it, what's going to come out of it? What, is, what it's been soaked in. What it's been saturated in. How many of you know we need to make sure we're saturated? Amen. With the word of God. With revelation from God. So when the world comes, when whatever outer pressure comes, when the devil comes to squeeze you, the only thing that's going to come out of you is what? Prophetic utterance. Prophetic prayers. 
the word of God. You'll be able to speak to mountains, speak to storms. When fear and anxiety comes to you, you'll be able to speak confidence, speak boldness. Come on, somebody. Speak wholeness. When sickness comes, you'll be able to speak health. Speak. And not just speak it, but when the, word, when the word comes, when God speaks to your life, has spoken to your life, sometimes what slows down the manifestation of what God has spoken to our lives is that we have not run with it. Amen? Noah had to build an ark. Amen? The widow had to go and get empty vessels for God to fill. Praise the Lord. I mean, my first experience of, of that is when I think it's Isaiah 31 talks, that talks about how God will make the lips of the stammerer speak plainly. And you guys know I could talk. And I've hardly stammered. <laughs> it wasn't always like that. I was a start and a stammerer. But then one day I was reading the Bible and the, and the words in the Bible jumped out the page. And it said to me that your lips will speak plainly without a stammer. Praise. That's what I said. Amen. Amen. But I mean, no, it just didn't happen. I, I, I believe that I had faith to believe the word because I believed it. But then I had to run with it. And guess what happens when I ran with it? I stammered. But I kept running with it. I kept going up to the pulpit. I kept preaching. And people like Pastor Pauline would be out there in that back row. Kiki, kiki, and laughing. <laughs> no, they's back there kicking up, boy. Yeah, but I said, but I said, you know what? It don't matter. <laughs> now, I didn't know they was actually doing that. They told me this last year and the year before. If I, <laughs> thank God I didn't know. I didn't know. If, but, but, but she's, on, she's not in the back row anymore. There's other people in the back row now. Anyway, they were laughing at me. But don't listen. I was going through. So I was going, oh, my Lord. And I'd be like, God said. And I'd be trying to speak and kept going back up there. But how many know I hung on to the promise? I hung on to the word of God. And I kept speaking it. The lips of the stammerer will speak plainly. The lips of the stammerer will speak plainly. And I kept speaking it. I don't know what God has spoken to you. Whether it's healing and if not come to pass. Let me tell you something. It's only stammering at the moment. Come on, somebody. If it's about your career, it may be stammering at the moment. It, no matter what it is that God has spoken to you, if it's not yet manifested, it's only in its stammer stage. And God, you just got to keep a hold of that word of God, run with it, speak it, believe it, and wait till the manifestation becomes public. Are you hearing me? Hallelujah. I'm closing right now on this. Hebrews 4, Therefore, since a promise remains, promise when God speaks a word to your life. It's a promise. It's a brick. It's a tenant. It's a precept. It's a principle. It says, let us fear. Let us have regard for it. Least any of us seem to have come short of it. For indeed the gospel was preached to us as well as them. But the word which they heard did not profit them. Not being mixed with faith. So people heard the word, but it was of no benefit to them. Because they didn't mix it with faith. 
it was not mixed with faith. They heard the word, they didn't believe it. They didn't trust it. When you trust something, you've got to be able to step out on it. You've got to be able to walk in it. That's when you've trusted it. When Noah heard the word, he stepped out and started building. David must have had an unction inside of him that he can slay Goliath. He stepped out, swinging his gift, using his gift. Your destiny in your life has a word for you. If, when you, if you do not believe the word, what happens is that you never rest. You never find a place of rest, a place of growth, a place of maturity. There's no forward progression. There's no advancement. You, we end up destined in that area of our lives to stay in a wilderness and never come into the fulfillment, promise, or manifestation of what God has for us. Says, God says here, Verse 3, for we, for we who have believed do enter that rest. As he has said, so I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest. Although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. For he has spoken in a certain place of the seventh day in this way. And God rested on the seventh day from all his works. And again in this place, they shall not enter my rest. He's talking about that past generation. After all what God done, and then he, he says to them, listen, when I speak a word, I want you to just believe it. You don't have to put any effort. Your only effort, the only work you and I have to do is to, to work, to believe it, to trust it. That what God has done is done, is finished. If he's made you, when he's made you, says he's made you righteous and you're his child, you're a child of God, relax, rest. The devil will do everything to unsettle you concerning God's promise for your life try to bring you into a place of anxiety and fear trying to bring you to a place of trying to make it make you make it happen yourself even down to the place where where sometimes you may go into prayer and you're like trying to make yourself right to come before God not realizing that your God has already finished and made you right to come before him as his child if you don't get that part right guess what you're stuck God wants you to rest in his word rest in his promises Six says, since therefore it remains that some must enter enter it, and those to whom it was first preached did not enter because of disobedience, unbelief. Goes on to say, today if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. There's one work that the church needs to do. Good works, yes. The key work is how to receive God's word and rest in it and be at peace and walk then in it. Walk under the prophetic word over your life. Are you hearing me? How many of you struggle with what God has said to you? Tossing to and fro, doubting it because you haven't received it. Whenever you don't receive it, there's, there's always confusion, there's always warring, there's always to and fro, and there's always anxiety, there's always fear, there's always trepidation, there's always doubting, there's always coming and going up and down. God says, no, 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 I want you to rest. The Bible says to work to enter his rest. 
sometimes we're trying to work to make the word true when the work needs to be to ex learn to accept the, the word that's how the kingdom of heaven will start growing inside you you get that revelation you get that listen it starts with being able to hear first That's why Jesus said, whoever has ears to hear, let them hear. He said, to them I will speak in parables. He says, to you it has been given to understand. You have a grace to hear that ever people won't hear. That's why sometimes when you sit, you're anointed. And, and, and sometimes people say, well, the preaching was anointed. Sometimes the preaching ain't, ain't that anointed. Sometimes the praise and worship ain't that anointed. But you think it's that anointed because when you sit there and the word starts going across, things start to stir inside you and speak to certain areas of your life and shine a light in certain areas of your life. It ain't so much that they're anointed. It's because you have an anointing, the Bible says. God says, I'll take your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh and I'll put my spirit inside of you. And I will teach, I will write my laws on your heart. It's God himself inside of you speaking to you. Highlighting things, highlighting things, highlighting things. The thing we've got to do is learn how to sense and discern where God is highlighting, what he is saying. Because it's not everything that you hear is God speaking to you. That's why we've got to be careful and set ourselves and, and prayerfully say, Lord, help me to sense and discern what you are speaking to me. Because your growth your potential, your future, our future depends on, the, on our capacity to hear. And when we've heard, Matthew 7, 24, he says, whoever hears these words of mine and puts them into practice, runs with it, believes it, I will liken that person to a wise person. They're building on something strong like a rock. Again, the rock is not Jesus Christ the rock is the revelation that has been believed that comes from God are you hearing me it's obeying it go ahead and stand today hallelujah praise the Lord just lift your hands and begin to pray. I just want to just waiting on the Lord to see if he wants to say something to anyone. If anyone's here today and you're in that place where you need to hear God speak to somewhere in your life then God says that he will do it you just need to come forward come to the front of the altar and we will believe God to speak to your life God knows exactly where you're at might be a bit pressed for time today so we might change what we might do which is why we always do what we do we do it this way around so 
we're not going to push against what God wants to do in our lives. Hallelujah. If I could just ask everyone else in, in this church just to begin to pray for, for the Spirit of God, for Him to reign right now, to, to flow and to speak to these saints' lives. Amen. We're going we're to allow God to speak to their lives. Hallelujah. 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 Lord. Hallelujah. Bianca, this one's for you. Roko Sata Makati Lele Obosoto. Roko Teme Edebo Oshikata. Mokoteleande Yoseke. Roko Sede de Yosheke. Raba Asha Mama Mama Kashata. Robo Konde Ele de Yosheke. Reketende de Yoshaka. Mama Mama Shande de Yoseke. Robo Koshata. Robo Koshata Raba Hashata. And what I believe when I, when I was praying just now, God put you on my heart. And what, what I saw was, 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 was spirits and waves of fear and anxiety. I saw, I saw confusion, but most importantly, what I saw was what God wants to give you. I saw that God wants to give you himself. He wants to reveal himself to your life, to give you a peace. To give you a, a peace. Not an not a outer extremity peace, but an inner peace. An, an abiding peace. A peace God wants to give you Himself. Himself. Just go ahead and just lift your hands right now. Lift your hands. Lift, lift, lift them high. Lift them high. Lift them high. Lift them high to receive something from God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, let there be an infilling, Father God, of your grace, an infilling of your power, an infilling of your spirit by the grace of God, we pray. In the name of Jesus, we decree and declare, not by might nor by power, but by your spirit, my God, that you will just flow and you will just move, Lord, my God, in this young lady's heart, moving her soul. Fill her with your spirit, we pray, Father God, in the name of fill her with your peace like never before, Father God. We pray that, that your grace and your love would arrest her right now. We pray, my God, for a new, do a new domain, Father God, that the head windows of heaven will open afresh and anew, where she'll be able to grasp a hold of you and the things of you, we pray, Father God. Fill her with your spirit, my God. Fill her with your peace, Father God, that no matter what life, my God, what things in life come her way, Father God. Lord, my God, that as long as you are with her, never leaving her, nor forsaking her, that the victory is hers, Heavenly Father. And we decree and declare the peace of God, that all things work together for good because she loves you and she is called according to your purpose, we pray. We thank you. Seal her, Lord, and fill her with the Holy Ghost right now. Come on, this begins. Begin to pray. Begin to pray. God's going to fill you right now. Begin to pray. Begin to pray. That's it. Begin to pray. Begin to open your mouth. Go on, speak. Your spirit, he's moving in your spirit right now. He's filling you right now. Come begin to cry out to God. Begin to cry. Begin to break before him. Begin to lift your voice. Lift your heart. Begin to say, God, I need you. I need you in my life. I need you in my soul right now, oh God. Don't let me leave here the same. You cry out to God. Cry out to God. And he'll meet you every step of the way. He'll meet you right now.
the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Janice, I hear the Spirit of God say, One minute. Come. I hear the Spirit of God will say unto you that it is time to rest. I hear the Lord say that that there is an unhealthy strain upon you. That you're carrying things that he has not offered you to carry. That it is his will for you that you give them to him. I don't know if this, this strain, I sense this, this strain and this, this load is family related. It's time to offload, to lay down the burdens, to cast your cares and your burdens upon him because he cares for you. That's what I feel the Lord saying to you, that, you, that, 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 that by the grace of God, God wants you to carry less and to give him more so that you carry less. God says that when you begin to do this, that, that, that you're going to be amazed that something is going to happen to you and it's what, the, it's what the Bible calls the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. You're going to be a lot lighter. Your, your mind is going to be a lot lighter. Your soul, how you feel is going to be a, a lot lighter because God's peace will be on you like never before. Like never before. God's peace is going to be on you. I think God is calling you to consecration. Giving you to himself and giving what you carry to him so you can walk lighter and in more grace in Jesus name we thank you Lord hallelujah 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 come on keep praying saints keep praying